0: American United strives to serve those who serve. Ask them about their VA home loans, which offer up to 100% financing, often with no down payment required. Make an appointment to research your options. Learn more at amucu.org. Hi, this is Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. There are many life changes that can happen after divorce that make it difficult or impossible to uphold requirements of your divorce decree. The orders issued in a divorce are based on the facts presented at that time, but the circumstances used in issuing those orders can obviously change. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. Contact Cordell, Cordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Welcome to Innovation and Leadership. I'm Jess Larson. Today on the show, we've got Krista Parkinson. This
1: is one of my frustrations about social media. You know, people will want to be your friend or want to link in on, you know, LinkedIn or um, and make a connection with you when they don't know you at all. And I just don't accept those people unless I've met them in person or have some uh, some reason to connect.
0: This is another episode of our Innovation and Leadership series where we interview pro-athletes, world-class musicians, CEOs, Hollywood filmmakers, and a wide variety of other high achievers. Before we get rolling, I want to invite you to get involved with Child Rescue, the charity our founder started. To learn more about them, just come to our website, iCollective.co, and check on the Child Rescue tab on our menu. Also, I want to talk to you about one of our show's sponsors. I met these guys back on episode six. CEO Zach Smith was telling me all about starting a skateboard company and how much he hated doing the bookkeeping uh, for a skateboard shop and how he really uh, got led to start this business, Bookly, that's a hybrid, combining bookkeeping software and human services. And I'll tell you why I let him become a sponsor. It's because I use their service now. I don't love paying 50 bucks an hour for bookkeepers to do stuff that I know software could do way, way cheaper, but uh, I don't love bookkeeping at all, so I want a real life human who knows what they're talking about to help me with this stuff I don't understand. Uh, Probably the straw that broke the camel's back for me, though, the thing that put me over the top was that they could do my taxes and payroll also. Um, So totally suggest checking them out. Go to their website, bookly.co, and check out their flat rates. I've been super happy with them. So now on to today's episode. Krista, thanks for making time.
1: My pleasure.
0: So uh, Krista, tell us a bit about your career.
1: Okay. Well, presently, I run a company called My Grads Get Jobs, which is a company designed to help juniors, seniors, and recent college graduates get their first job in the entertainment space. And I had this idea a few years ago, but it all started out with my first job in the entertainment world. You know, I went to school at Brigham Young University, and I think I can safely say I am the only person in the history of the world to move to Hollywood to find a husband. I didn't have a husband. I I didn't find a husband at BYU, and I thought, well, Southern California has the second largest Mormon population in the world. I might as well move here. So I moved to Hollywood, and I found a roommate. I got settled, and with a little luck and uh, networking from my grandfather, I was able to get my first job in the entertainment industry. At it was then called the William Morris Agency, and now it is WME IMG, which is one of the world's largest talent agencies. But I got that first job because my grandfather, I'm from a small town. I'm from the Coachella Valley, Indio, if anybody's ever heard of it. If you've gone to the Coachella Festival, you know the small town. But my grandfather was a doctor there, and everybody everybody knew him. He delivered everybody's babies, and he had long-term relationships with people. Well, he had his hair cut by the same man for 40 years. And when that man passed away, my grandfather took care of all of the funeral arrangements because he didn't have any kids. But he ended up uh, meeting uh, this man's nephew. Well, they developed a relationship over the years. And when I moved to Los Angeles, he called that man and he said, you know, my granddaughter is looking to get into <laughs> show will you Will you meet with her? And because he had had established relationship for a number of years, he said, sure. Well, I, I didn't know what William Morris was. And I went in and I met with this man and he was very grandfatherly with me and very nice. And he just said, well... You know, has anybody ever told you you have any talent? And I said, well, I'm not really sure. He goes, well, why don't we do this? Why don't you work here for a couple of months? And if you hate it, quit. And so I ended up, he turned in my resume to human resources. I had an interview and they ended up hiring me on a temporary basis and just tried me out. Now, I don't think it was my stellar interview that got me the job, but it was the man who handed in my resume because that man, he wasn't just an agent there. He was one of the board members, and it turned out that William Morris had just bought his company, and he was head of the music department. I mean, I had no idea how prestigious he was, but that's what got me my my temp job at William Morris, and then I found out a week later, Human Resources came to me, and they said, we entered you into the computer wrong. You're actually a full-time employee. Let's just hope this works out, <laughs> and it did, and I'm happy to say that it did. I was there. I was there as a temp and then an assistant and I got promoted and I ended up working as a talent agent and and I continued to go from there.
0: And and for everybody not familiar with William Morris or CAA or or the talent model, can you explain how, you know, today's big stars interact with talent agencies?
1: Sure. I mean, it's pretty simple. Talent agencies are like employment agencies for creative people. That's it. You get creative people jobs. So those jobs might be in TV, film, endorsements, Uh, big businesses, buying sports teams. um, But really at its simplest form, you're just getting a job for somebody, which is why I, you know, in the last 20 years, I found it really my calling and something that's very easy for me to do because the same skills I learned at, you know, WME are the same skills that I employ in my company today. It's just getting somebody a job.
0: And so for people who, to, to give people a flavor, like who are some of the big names at WME today?
1: Well, I don't know, because I haven't worked there in a long time, but okay. I know they've got, you know, everybody big, you know, LeBron James, I believe, is there. Uh, I mean, everybody. Or big. who were some everybody. of
0: the big ones when you were there?
1: Well, some of the clients that I worked with were, let's say, Ryan Seacrest. I was part of Ryan Seacrest's team. I helped out with Winona and, uh and Naomi Judd. I worked on some projects with Snoop. Um, I got called into a lot of teams uh, when a client had an idea in the reality TV space. So that's where I worked in the reality TV department of the agency.
0: Okay. Well, a a lot of uh, our regular listeners know that I'm a diehard action sports addict from my teenage years left over. So Pretty- Wait a second,
1: Jess, Jess, can I interrupt you for a second? Because I do have a cute story. Yeah, about yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Even before I was a talent agent, I, uh, you know, usually goes assistant to an agent and, you know, and that's just what the jump is. But I had a very unique in-between job, which was the director of creative development, which is basically like a coordinator position for television. And when I was there, there was a project that Morgan Freeman was really passionate about. And I volunteered to take a meet. I volunteered to help with the project. So the very first pitch meeting I ever had was to ABC network, the big network with Morgan Friedman and his producing partner, Lori McCreary, who happens to be the president of the producers guild right now. So that was my very first, uh, first, uh, I guess sales job <laughs> or sales experience that I had was with this Oscar winner, Morgan Friedman.
0: <laughs> good backup. Good backup to bring to a sales meeting. Okay, good. Um, Well, where I was going to go is I'm most envious of your next job working at Tony Hawk's production company. Talk
1: about 900 films. How amazing is that? Okay. And it's a great story how that happened, too. You know, like I mentioned before, at the talent agency, you're brought into a lot of different meetings to help a lot of different people. And I remember I was called in to help with uh, Tony Hawk, uh, some particular meeting that happened. And so I was there. And the person who is behind uh, the business of Tony is his sister, Pat Hawk. I have so many wonderful things to say about her. She is a dynamic force. She is smart, she is uh, hardworking, she really cares and she demands perfection and, and just excellence. As you know as you can expect any, any sports person or any big celebrity, you know you demand excellence. And so I really I just I loved her. Anyway, we had this meeting at, w, at uh, the talent agency one day. And I worked on a deal with them while I was still an agent there, and, uh, and it was a great experience, and that was that. Well, I ended up resigning from William Morris, and I had this idea for a company called First Step Media, and it was to help college kids get their first job in the entertainment space. See, I had this back in 2006, but I wasn't able to launch this really until 2016 as my grads get jobs to make any kind of traction. But I had this idea at the time. And I remember a friend uh, reached out to me and he asked me for help on, you know, getting a project to Tony Hawk. And I hadn't talked to him since, you know, since I had left the agency, but I reached out to his sister, Pat, and, uh, you know, and we set up a meeting. And then the meeting turned into, you know, why, why don't you come on board and, and, and help Tony in the development space? And I just said, okay, Pat, with all due respect, you know, I don't know anything about the skate world. I'm just a sister who has a brother who skates, like that's it. And she looked at me and she said, guess what, Krista? I don't know anything about the skating world. I'm just a sister who has a brother who skates. Uh You can learn it. And I I have to say the experience, I was only there a year, but I have to say the experience was incredible. They're really nice people. And it's a... Um, I have nothing but respect for Tony and his business. So
0: let's talk about that for a minute, because, uh, on the show, we talk a lot about innovation. We talk about leadership, um, and, and a lot of, you know, how, how much of business and nonprofit and progress in the world has to do with interacting with humans. When you think about your interactions with Pat and how you approached her, what, what lessons would you have for the rest of us of, you know, you knew that you were on message with what you were bringing her. Um, you had been professional in the past. What are the elements that you think led to her deciding to take the meeting with you?
1: Um, You know, that's a really good question. Um, I think that I'm solid in my word. I don't think I ever oversell anything. Um, I state specifically what I can do. And I also, I'm pretty open about my limitations too. I, I never profess to know more than I actually know. I mean, I know it's a big thing to say, fake it until you make it, but I don't believe in that. Um, and I think that I was authentic and honest and available. I think maybe that's what helped. And also, look, I really believe in making strategic introductions. And when my friend had asked me about this particular project, he was a solid guy. He had worked in entertainment as a producer for 20 years. So it wasn't like making an introduction to somebody who I didn't really know that well. You know, a lot of the times, you know, this is one of my frustrations about social media. You know, people will want to be your friend or want to link in on, you know, LinkedIn or, um, and make a connection with you when they don't know you at all. And I just don't accept those people unless I've met them in person or have some uh, some reason to connect. So I would never open up a relationship like, you know, whether it's a Tony Hawk or a Mark Cuban or anybody that I've dealt done business with in the past, I wouldn't open that up that relationship to just anybody. It has to be somebody that I have known for a long time. So I guess that's a really good takeaway too. You know, relationships are built over time and it's not just clicking your mouse.
0: Yeah. Well, um, and and talk about, you know, teaching at USC, like how, you know, Sounds like these are the kind of things that you, that you taught as you were a professor there.
1: Dream come true. So, you know, back in 2006, when I created this little company, first step media, helping college kids get jobs, I had a meeting at USC and I said, you know what my vision was and what I wanted to do. And they just weren't quite ready for it yet. And so over the next, I don't know, I'd say, you know, five years or so, I was a guest lecturer there. And one day, I think it was in 2013, I got the call about creating a syllabus for them, and they were going to offer this class. And so I had to really break down what it was about getting a job in entertainment that was unique or what you really needed to have, what you had to know. And so I created, I mean, I call it my method of doing it, which is my method is transferable to just about any industry but I started with a little class of 25 students and uh, this fall right now I've got 78 students signed up, but I think I'm going to, I've got space for 102. So I think we're going to get there before uh, fall semester starts in August.
0: And, and don't you have a class for my grads get jobs starting like this summer, like
1: yeah, July so 16th is, or something? Yes. So this is what happened. So I've been teaching at USC and I teach once a year and I love this class and it's grown, but you know, I, I when when and this is all, you know, your your site's all about entrepreneurship and getting your start. Well, I realized I wasn't finding, you know, a job that I wanted at a university. I really wanted to continue teaching. I wanted to do all these amazing things, but I kept getting no's. And I thought, wait a minute, I know what I what I do works. I know it. So I started a company and I started this little online business and which I just, you know, would send out email blasts and posts, and it started with my original 25 students. And it has really grown. Um, I started in, I think it was August 2000 or October 2015, and and, uh, it's really grown. So I do workshops, I do classes, I have my own podcast, I send out job postings, and I've got a, a summer course coming up this Saturday, July 15th, 11 to 1 p.m., Uh, It's about you know it's a four week summer intensive to help you get hired in Hollywood and it's online so you don't have to be in Southern California to or in Los Angeles to be a member of my class, you can be anywhere in the world, you know last week I hosted a workshop and I had people from Bakersfield California to Cape Town South South Africa on the video call. And so it's uh, you know Hollywood is not ge- you know it's not just geography it's it's a state of being it's a certain type of industry and everybody's looking to get in, so I created this four week summer intensive where two hours every Saturday we go over and learn some of these techniques. You know, you leave with a, you know, one page traditional resume, which is incredible. You also leave with a 60 second video resume that really gives employers a chance to get to know you. So what is not on the paper, you can tell in a 60 second video story. The platform I use for this is called dreamjobbing.com and many of the, you know, MGGJ members have gotten their jobs based on this little video. I mean, as a matter of, You know, so this class will teach you all of that. You'll leave with, I call it, you know, becoming a networking ninja. You'll leave with those skills. But most importantly, and what makes this class unique is, you know, entertainment and Hollywood in general is kind of like the wild animal kingdom. And I explain what some of the rules of the jungle are. We identify the type of species you are and what jobs would be right for your personality. Because, you know, there are a lot of people who say, I want to work in entertainment. I want to work as a writer. Well, I can show you the steps you need to take um, to work as a writer in film or TV. And let me tell you, it's really, really hard. And you have to be really disciplined and really driven to do it. And I can show you how to do it. But that's not to say if you aren't a writer, there isn't a job for you in development, maybe at um, a studio or a production company or a network. Um, You might be interested in working with writers as a talent agent. Yeah. Um, where where you can use your skills in another way. You don't necessarily have to make a career as a writer if you are interested in writing.
0: Well, and so thinking about this from a from a business owner standpoint for yourself, um, uh, for starters, I love that uh, you know you weren't going to take no for an answer, so you just went and invented invented the future you wanted, right? Um, yeah. So I mean, it's great that you've got you know previous experience with A list talent, and that you have grads working it you know, Ellen and VH1 and the Jimmy Kimmel show and, you know, all these, all these big HBO type of, uh, firms. Um, but when you think about marketing, like when you think about the principles of marketing and, and how you attract clients for your business, um, you've got some pretty cool content, you know what I mean? It's not hard to get attention for Hollywood, but, but there's probably uh, a lot of folks out there competing, um, how, how do you cut through the competition? How do you, what do you think has been something that's been effective for you?
1: Well, I focus on my core, which is I stick with what I know um, and I build on it. And, you know, it's like what you said, I, I'm looking for the yes. You know, if, if I keep knocking on the door and I, you know, I, I want something, I'm just looking for the yes. And I can't even think about the people who have told me no, which by the way, is really emotionally hard for me to do. Cause I take things so personally. But then when I get a little bit of success, I would just want to do more of it. Like, for example, The Ellen Show. To date, I've had, even for my entire company, so uh, to date, I've had over 20 uh, somethings uh, part of the My Grads community get hired in Hollywood. And I'm really proud of that. And the one show that keeps hiring my kids over and over again is The Ellen Show. And to date, I've had 15 kids hired over there. And what makes the difference is you know, two things. One, when you go through my site for The Ellen Show, they've learned to trust me because they know my taste at this point and this is a relationship. Um, and I won't send over a turkey. They have to be exceptional candidates and they don't have to just be USC kids. I mean, they could be anywhere from all over the country, but they do a one page traditional resume. And I'm telling you, it's this video resume that really gets people in the door because you can see a personality. Um, and it's been really, really effective. And so I stick with what I know. I have relationships at certain, uh, talent agencies, certain studios, and I go where I get the yes.
0: Yeah. As you think about the rest of us who are building our own business or or innovating inside of an existing company, what are principles that you would, that you would advocate for the rest of us?
1: Well, it's something that I actually teach my students and, you know, it's the power of really having a vision and finding people who are doing something similar to what you want to do and seeking advice. Um, You know, I have an exercise in my class, both at USC and in my workshops, where all of my students are charged with the task of, you know, having a vision. Who do you want? Um, You know, is there a career? Uh, Is there somebody who's living the career you want? Um, let's. I'll break. I'll back it out from a from an actual student experience. I had one student, you know, back in 2013 who loved Aaron Sorkin. I mean, who doesn't? He is an amazing, uh, legendary uh, writer of our time, and he wrote a, a beautiful letter. And I actually teach how to write a letter that gets a response in this four week summer intensive. Um, but he wrote this letter, it was a beautiful letter, and sent it off to Aaron Sorkin, and for whatever reason, he wasn't able to get an informational meeting, because that's the point of the letter. You write a letter you, to an industry professional you admire and respect, and you sit down for 15, 20 minutes to find out how they did it. Now, you know, these letter, people make, write these letters all the time, but something that I really impress upon anybody in the grads community is the letter has to have heart, and there has to be a compelling reason to meet. Well, this letter that my student Bert wrote was so beautiful, had a lot of heart, but he wasn't able to get the meeting with Aaron Sorkin. So he ended up getting another meeting uh, for purposes of my class. The semester ended and that was the end of that. Well, Bert and I, and like I do with many of my past students, we carried on a, a relationship and a friendship and we would always check in with one another. and We continued to build that relationship. Well, it was almost a year later that I was at an event and I saw Aaron Sorkin. And without even missing a beat, I marched over to him and I said, hi, Aaron, I'm Krista Parkinson. I'm an adjunct professor at USC and I run a company called My Grads Get Jobs, helping 20-somethings get hired in Hollywood. And I explained the assignment that I had and I explained that one of my favorite star students, Bert, wrote a beautiful letter requesting a meeting for him. You know what Aaron Sorkin said to me? He looked me in the eye and he said, I'll meet your student. And I said, Oh, I'm like, okay, that's great. Should I send your the letter to your agent, to your manager? And he looked at me and he said, No, send it to me. You know me now, right? I said, I do. So he gave me his email address. Not only did he give me his email, but then he gave me a way to remember it in case I lost the paper that I wrote it on, which I thought was extraordinary. So I ran out of the event and I called Bert and I said, Bert, you're never gonna believe it. I go, But Aaron Sorkin's gonna meet with you. And I said, Wait, wait, wait a minute. So many people in Hollywood say they're going to take a meeting, but they never do. But let's just be happy that he said he was going to do it. (laughs) Well, let me tell you what, that Aaron Sorkin is not only a brilliant writer, but a man of his word. He met with my student, had a beautiful informational meeting. And, you know, that starts and it's when a a meeting like that starts that a relationship can develop, It can develop. And it's an extraordinary story. But I like to tell it because it illustrates that, you know, you're really only one or two degrees away from somebody who can uh, you can learn from? You can learn from anybody, but you have to be targeted in your approach. You know, I mean, you're not just going to go up to some celebrity just because you want to meet them. You can suss out who's a who's a fan girl and who really has a a serious interest in what you want to do.
0: Interesting. Uh, I really love that story, and uh, I actually want to talk some more about it on part two of the episode. I think we'll cut off here for part one. Everybody. Um, Hope you enjoyed this with Krista so far. Uh, please make sure to tune in to the next episode. We're going to ask her about Mark Cuban. We're going to we're going to talk more about some of the elements of the story she just told and, and principles that the rest of us can use from that. And uh, thanks for tuning in. We're going to cut off part one of the interview there in the interest of time. We've had feedback that people would rather have 20 to 30-minute episodes, so we're going to break the interviews in half. Please check back tomorrow for part two of the interview. And as always, come to iCollective.co for show notes. And to learn more about child rescue, go to the menu and look at our child rescue page and see if that's something that you'd like to get involved with. Thanks for listening. Hi, welcome to the Subway ad for two ninety nine subs. How would you like it?
1: Uh, I'll take
0: Drill Sergeant, please. You got it. <laughs> All right, now, listen up. I want each and every one of you to drop and give me a six-inch meatball marinara, cold-cut combo, veggie delight, or black forest ham on your choice of bread with any veggies you want for just 2 dollars each. Sir, yes, sir! Tubway. Make it what you want at participating restaurants. Additional charge for extras plus applicable tax. No additional discounts or coupons may be applied.